0: i said i will never marry i will never ever get a man's last name and look at me i'm married so he didn't give up he kept trying at it till you agreed yeah it's what great people do when they know for sure
1: but they want
2: yeah
0: exactly. he
1: gave you a good pitch
0: <laughs> a lot of pitches yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: This is the Travel Freedom Podcast. I'm Tomo. And
2: I'm Megzi. And it's time to collect your ticket to world travel and a location-independent lifestyle.
1: Every Thursday, we'll show you how we travel the planet in style, full-time, for as little as $200 per person per month. And every Monday, we interview digital
2: entrepreneurs who reveal the methods to creating a location-independent online income.
1: So subscribe on iTunes now and discover travel freedom for yourself with the Travel Freedom Podcast. This is Money Mondays, episode 034. In this episode, we talk to Sarah Robles about how treating businesses more like friends can lead to building stronger relationships.
0: Be a person. What do you do? You like your friends and share your friends' status as well. Okay, so why shouldn't do that for companies? We
2: also discuss how persistence is the most important skill for business success.
0: try, 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 try until you get it. If you are 100% convinced that this company matches yours then,
1: go for it. Okay, welcome to the show. Hello, 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 hello. As always, today's episode is only possible because we've got sponsors.
2: We do love them.
1: Yes. Uh, if you want to get your insurance policy with a 5% discount, then you need to use our link for World Nomads Travel Insurance, which is the company we use all the time. Go to TravelFreedomPodcast.com slash World Nomads and enter the coupon code WN5DP. I'll get you 5% off. Well, it's time for the news. News, 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 news. Lots of news.
2: We have got a very, very busy month coming up as we have planned our own month-long press trip.
1: Yep. As we mentioned a few episodes ago, we are getting it done, but now we're actually on it. So it's no longer planning. We are currently at this time on the press trip, which means we're pretty hectic taking photos, doing some videos, writing articles for people, trying to keep up with social media.
2: tours, drinking beer.
1: Yes. All whilst being on the road at the same time. So this is probably going to be the busiest month we've had in the last two years. So it's going to be crazy. Lots of great opportunities have come out of it. It's amazing, but it does mean we do not have a lot of time for doing news on the podcast over the next few weeks unfortunately
2: but there's gonna be so much news after that you're just gonna have your heads explode with news
1: exactly and be happy that as you listen to this we're probably somewhere in munich drinking beer yeah. Rather than sitting in a recording area cave. Yes. <laughs> with no beer. <laughs> with no beer. So yeah. Anyway, that's it. That's the news. Sorry, there's not more today. But we are instead going to be talking to the amazing Sarah Robles from Sarification about her optimum strategies for building relationships with companies so that you can get more revenue down to your blog.
2: Yeah, we learned so much from this interview. She had some great tips. And we actually have started implementing many of these into our own pitching strategies because it's just oh, so much good information. So yeah. let's just, yeah, let's Stop. jump
1: into it. We hadn't even thought of this stuff. Oh. Okay, so yeah, let's do it. Okay, so today we are preparing to get Sarah-fied as Sarah Robles is here. Uh, she's a media and branding expert, social media as well, and she's going to help you put together a plan for creating long-term relationships with brands and companies and get more results from pitching. So Sarah, uh, welcome hey. to the show. Hello.
0: Hello. Thank you for having me here.
1: No problem at all.
0: I hope I can contribute with your listeners.
1: I'm sure you can.
2: Absolutely. Well, let's start off from the very beginning. So, what is certification, and how do you help businesses and bloggers?
0: Well, certification is the way I have to solve big or small situations. I mean, the win-win way I have, and I try to spread all over my certifiers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> your following your
0: certifiers. <laughs> yeah, mostly friends. <laughs> Groupies, followers, readers, clients are my friends. That's the first point.
1: Let's get into the the real nitty gritty of what people want to learn about building relationships and pitching. Now, I know maybe some people are just happy to say, do sponsored posts, they get paid 150 bucks, and that's it. That's the end of the relationship. But what is the benefit of getting a long term relationship with a company rather than these sort of shorter one off things?
0: Well, this is exactly like dating, I see. For me, it doesn't matter if you want to have a nice, but I'm certainly sure it can ruin your reputation after a few years. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good, way to put it.
1: Yeah, so you, you think pimping yourself out to lots of different people, it's actually going to be damaging for your brand, perhaps?
0: Yeah, unless that's what you want. I mean, it all depends on what your goals are, like I said, a few minutes ago. If your goal are to be a trusted blogger and to have a community and um, trusted breedership, you might be thinking on joining, partnering with other companies that are aligned to your same values. So that's why rather than pitching for a stay, let's say at an apartment, I recommend to think beyond that. I mean, life is too short Do not take advantage of opportunities.
2: Some people might think that they might not get, like you said, like if you pitch for a one-night stay, if people think that you won't get longer stays, how do you encourage people to get their foot in the door and get those, you know, the the longer, more substantial business opportunities?
0: I think the most important is to get into the conversation. First, you have to ask yourself how to get there to your goals. What is that that you need, Okay. And then what is that that your potential partner might need from you? So on the first page, I will be precise and and concise, but trying to think further than that. It's not like, okay, I have a blog and I want to stay at this apartment in Barcelona in May for two nights. No, try to be a person. (laughs) I mean, Say why you are traveling, why you are contacting the company. Why do you think this company might fit your readers? interest and how can you fit and be creative don't, don't go for the typical paid post so much more than that yeah well, so that's stuck here <laughs> <It's
1: okay. laughs> essentially you just need to think of more creative ways to put across your personality to these hotels to show that you're going to be a value to work with
2: and also don't just pitch the same hotels that are already getting plenty of advertisement. You're not going to pitch, maybe not like the, the Ivers or, or the Hilton because they've obvious. already got plenty of advertising. They don't necessarily need your blog's help. Exactly.
0: And also I said, um, it's important to empower the conversation both ways. I mean, it's not just about asking for things or saying yes to everything they ask, but also trying to get uh, like on a Skype meeting Oracle, or a call, you know, something more personal. So you are able to get what is that that they are looking for, and, and be creative. Like I said in the past, mm. find great solutions for problems they are having. For example, I love when blurs contact me and say, "Hey, YouTube page talks." <laughs> So I have this and that idea where I can travel with my partner, and we can do a, like a tips section for different cities to help you here and there. But then, overpromise, of course.
1: No. So essentially, you if you're getting that sort of real FaceTime with them by doing the Skype calls. Then you're going to be building a much better rapport than if you're just someone at the end of an email who doesn't have a voice and doesn't have a face. So, I mean, yeah, this is something we should probably do a lot more, which we don't. Yeah, Yeah, just getting that real personal connection with the contacts in these businesses, that's much more solid networking than simply emailing people. How do people get those calls set up? Is it literally you you email someone and go, Can I Skype you about an idea? Is it really that simple or is there a lot more to it?
0: I think there's a lot more to it because people, you know, we're always busy. Everybody is busy, and everybody we have the same amount of time, but we set priorities. So if I don't know you, how can I prioritize a call with you? A great way to get in touch with those people are through social media, through events like TVX, through network, other networking events, Twitter chats, because once we get to know you or you get to know the representative of the companies you want to work with, the name sounds familiar and they might start to prioritize these calls.
2: Yeah, I have to say the more people we talk to, They continue to tell us that the largest accounts or the largest opportunities that they've had have come about from having a beer with someone or just exactly. sitting next to the right person, you know, at a party or something like that. That's where the biggest opportunities have actually been built.
0: And of course, you have to nurture these collaborations. I love as well when bloggers just write on me to ask how I'm doing and to tell me about what they are doing right now. And then I can think about them when I'm working with my new clients that are being <laughs> certified. So when
1: <laughs> you've been chatting to someone for a while or when a blogger has been contacting a company a little bit you know they've maybe been some doing some schmoozing on social media and that sort of thing maybe they've put a little email in to say can I suggest this idea to you is that the stage when you should start asking for a Skype thing or is it a little bit after that yes. just yeah to give people an idea of how to gauge when they should be going this further into the relationship <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> every person is a universe but for me I think that's a great point before sending a, uh, like a three pages even email telling about the whole itinerary and the whole idea you're working on because you have to know what is the budget what are they looking for if they are willing to for example to work on youtube you know so it's very important from the beginning on to have this conversation
1: yeah you got to figure out what they want
0: I mean, it doesn't have to be a Skype call or with camera or whatever. It can be a Facebook chat or even through WhatsApp. Yeah, so every person has his own favorite tools. I can't imagine people for a camera, face, chat call that s- some other people might be afraid of or they wouldn't find the importance of that i don't know
2: <laughs> yeah everyone's a different spectrums of the technology world so some people I, it was the other day actually we were dealing with a reporter and she was like can you call us and they were in australia and we're like can we skype you because that's going to be it's much a- easier and she's like no no we really need to uh have you call us on the telephone and we're like
1: what what <laughs> what year is this
0: i know that feeling
1: <laughs> it was yeah
0: so that very strange exactly
1: so we called them by telephone through skype yeah skype.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool they're like we'll
2: reimburse you for the phone and we're like we just don't know what our phone number is here we don't <laughs> We I mean, don't have a. We don't have, phone have a board.
0: <laughs> yeah. Or how about people that want to send you a letter to your home or something like? Hey, come on! We are travelers.
2: That's how they paid us. <laughs> they're paying us by check. <laughs> <laughs> we are travelers. It's uh, awesome.
1: We don't mean to insult them. We don't. You no, know.
2: not at all. That's why we won't mention uh, any <laughs> names. But it was like, oh, I don't know how we're gonna get any of this sorted because we're just. Yeah, so far ahead of that. We don't have
0: a particular mailing address or a particular phone number. We're a little uh, off the grid that way. Exactly. And that's why we go back again to the beginning, find out what is that they want, how, we, how they communicate.
1: What's your best strategy for doing that? I mean, do you just, you email them and go, hey, can you tell me what sort of stuff you want from bloggers at the moment? Or do
0: you actively
2: like, just stalk people on their Twitter accounts and LinkedIn. Is it all about the
0: stalking? It is very much about the stalking.
1: So this is like a relationship then? Yes. <laughs> a very scary relationship.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With lots of stalking. But you are the ugly girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I love when people follow me and share my um, stories When I'm working with companies, a way I can see, okay, so Tomo and Megan are sharing my latest campaign and they're liking it and they're telling their readers and, you know, they're sort of engaged Mm. with my brand. That brings a lot more into the conversation for me as a company. But don't get me wrong saying you have to free advertise other people's or other companies' campaigns. But actually, if you love what they are doing genuinely, How do you say that? Genuinely. (laughs) Yeah, from your heart. Like like a person, again, I mean, it's common sense. Be a person. What do you do? You like your friends and share your friends' status as well. Okay, so why shouldn't do that for companies? Yeah,
2: so share it because you like it, not because you're trying to get something out of them.
1: Yeah, and I wanted to ask a question about this anyway, because... I've always wondered how formal pitches should be. I know, as you say, everyone's a universe in themselves, so you can never be 100% sure. How do you figure out if they're the sort of person who's gonna want a really personal sort of jokey email or gonna be the sort of person who wants 100% business from the start? Is this also like a Twitter stalking thing or? Do you have any strategies for that?
0: Well, there are a lot of Facebook groups for bloggers. You can always ask. Bloggers are always... I love these communities because of that. You guys are very friendly to each other, mostly. (laughs) Mostly. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
1: let's not say it's a universal thing. (laughs) most people
0: but that's why I fell in love with this community with TBEX I always when I have questions I go to this bloggers group and I can see how people ask questions and other people answer so it's normal to read hi does anybody knows about this and that company should I work with them what do they like but also I mean do your homeworks it also depends on the voice of the company. For example, for the one that I was working, I worked with Go Without in the past, and I managed more than two hundred relationships with bloggers. So people knew mostly who I, who was I and my voice, you know, my my brand voice. Yeah. So it was mostly friendly, I guess. <laughs> and that way, I prefer friendly emails and short and to the point. But for example, from for Katie from Viator, she prefer straight to the point pitching, like a short but detailed introduction, number and, and social media platform, and the links and the specific request that uh, the bloggers are, are aiming for.
2: I think I covered those. I recently just pitched Katie, actually, <laughs> to, uh, to and we have had some success. We're sort of working on, uh, on working together with Viator at the moment while we're in Morocco. So it's good to know, actually, as you say that, I was like, yes, I have that. It's like tick, tick, tick. So <laughs> good to know that our pitch is on the right track. But, or Katie, at least.
1: So if your first, maybe your first email is sent quite business- business sort of, you know, like that sort of style that Katie would like. Um, And if you don't get a response from that person, because maybe you don't know enough about them and what they like, is it worth with your second email to use a completely different approach? Or is it better just to re-highlight the information you sent in the first place?
0: Uh, Both. (laughs) <laughs> you know, there's no recipe since everybody is a world.
1: Uh, we want a recipe. Yeah,
0: come on, make the recipe easy for us. Everyone
1: <laughs> wants the recipe. Yeah,
0: oh my god, recipe is try, 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 try until you get it. Hustle, hustle, hustle. Yeah, if you are one hundred percent convinced that this company matches yours, then go for it. Go for it. I mean, stalk these people. <laughs> <laughs> So colleagues, I'm going to kill me, I guess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> if the first person you email doesn't respond and there's other people in the company, it's worth just emailing everybody one at a time until you get a response? No. No? No. No, no. that's I a terrible that. idea. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I think that's a terrible idea because if others, I don't know how I can explain that.
1: People talk to one another, you're, perhaps.
0: Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you're duplifying their work. If they're a team and two people have to read the same and go through the same and two people are trying to work with you afterwards and they don't know, they're going to realize anyway. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's good. But what you can do is, as you said, email several times. I mean, wait for a month if it's urgent of course you cannot wait. But if they don't get back to you, it's one of two reasons. They don't want to work with you or they are too busy or maybe they don't have the budget. Yeah. So it's a trial and error, I guess. Keep testing your teaching skills until you get it. I mean, and approach people through other media like I said on the past, social media, through LinkedIn, maybe a call if they work in a company and you know where they are based. Even though I don't, I don't like calls, like cold calls.
1: Yeah, cold calls if you're not expecting it.
0: Without knowing you.
1: Yeah, that's, that's tricky, that's, isn't it?
0: That is a little bit intrusive, but who knows? If you have the one million idea and you want to do it with them and you see, you clearly see it and you discuss it with other colleagues and they clearly see it as well, then hustle. You have to get it.
2: Yeah, Yeah. it's the same as like it's that whole dating concept. It's like if you've kind of been (laughs) hanging out with someone and you realize you really like them, you're not about to just give up if they're being a little distant. You're going to be like, well... I think I might try again because I really like them.
1: Buy him some flowers or something.
0: Exactly. I said I will never marry. I will never, ever get a man's name, last name. And look at me. I'm married. I'm Sarah Snyder now. Uh, so, that's, so he didn't give up. <laughs> he kept trying at it till you agreed. Yeah. It's what great people do when they know for sure what they want. Yeah. Exactly.
1: He gave you a good pitch. Yeah. <laughs>
0: A lot of (laughs) pity.
1: Okay, now we should talk a little bit about money because I know everyone's always got these questions about money. So, I mean, first up, as we've been talking about forming these relationships and sort of working into pitching people and getting a bit closer, at what point is it that you should start talking about money? I mean, should you put your preferred budget in your first email, second email or... After you've had quite a long conversation already, what's sort of a good strategy for talking money?
0: Well, the way I see it, once you know they're interested in working with you is the best time to talk about prices.
1: Yeah. So don't mention it straight up. Always just pitch your ideas
0: first. But don't
2: leave it too late that you're so into the project that you're not going to get the money that
0: you want. Exactly. You have to be both on the same page. Yeah. So to be on the same page, for me, the first thing is as a company, if I like working with you guys, I'm going to make it the the best as I can to get that budget. And if not, there are always ways to negotiate with you. I mean, don't you ever work for free, but have in mind that when a company offers you a service or a product, it's also money for them. It means an investment for them to do. You can always say, working with Go with a, for example, one week in London, it's mostly like $2,000 dollars. Yeah. So many bloggers used to think that that was for free. You no, know, that was money that we were investing for a greatest cause, marketing, reputation you cannot pay and such. But that's, you know, if you also offer photos or other services you can provide and, and you can you're able to negotiate your price, that's better.
1: You've got to find the value. It
0: depends on your level. You've got
1: to find a value that you can offer to to match the sort of amount of investment this company is willing to put into you, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. So, and speaking of how much investment people are willing to put in, I know this is always the hardest question. We ask people this all the time and we get different answers, but... Have you got any tips for people knowing how much they personally should charge? Is there a formula to figuring out your own value? What would you do?
0: You can use the PR formula where you can measure your blog post and translate it into money and add in an extra for reputation and credibility. It's from the 60s, you know. Oh really?
1: <laughs> <laughs> How do you get the actual figures, the dollar value from doing that?
0: You can Google. Well, basically, Google is your best friend.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Google's everyone's best friend. That's why they're making so much money.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't uh, remember the figure because I'm not working it with VR anymore per se. But. There are open formulas to to find that value.
1: So this is something that PR people use to put a value on what they're selling to clients, and bloggers could actually use this as well. Is that the idea?
0: Exactly. For example, they measure the how much does it cost to put up an ad on a newspaper, and then what you do is translate that. Think it was twenty percent more on top of for the work. And then 20% for credibility. I think, I think it was something like that.
2: Um, There's something we might have to look up. And- we
1: will put it in the show notes yeah. or we'll add it to the episode when we figure out where it is. That'll be fine.
0: Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll look for that and I'll, I'll do my homework. and ask them them.
1: <laughs> Cool. Yeah, it's always difficult for people to know what to charge. So if there is any extra ways for people to figure it out, I'm sure everyone would be very excited to get their hands on that. I would be, because I don't know about this PR calculation. Yeah, that sounds either. like a
0: good formula.
1: So yeah, this would be something we should definitely look into as well. Okay.
0: You can also calculate the CPC price for in AdWords. Yeah and calculate more or less your traffic and how much traffic you're delivering to the customer.
1: Okay, so yeah, you could you take the information for AdWords, which for anyone who hasn't really used AdWords, it's free to log into the Keyword Planner with uh, Google. And then you can search for a keyword term and see what price people advertisers are paying for the actual keyword. And then I guess you, you estimate how many people are likely to visit your post or click on the link and you can then get a figure from that. Is that how it's done?
0: Exactly. But have in mind that you're not only providing a link, you're providing much more than that. You're providing value, credibility. You are trusting this partner to to talk about them to your readers. And your readers are your treasure that you have to take care of.
1: Yes, there's brand awareness as well. And your authority is being taken, as it were, and and used and abused in order to give this company extra credibility.
0: shouldn't be abused, that's the thing. Yeah. (laughs) To be genuine and from your heart.
1: Yeah, not genuinely abused, just, you know... I keep saying this.
2: Don't whore your blog out to anyone who'll give you cash.
1: No, choose people who are actually relevant.
0: No, no, no. Your readers are your babies. You have to take care yeah. of them. Because that they put you in a place you are. They need you so you as you need them.
1: Yeah, and if you piss them off, they'll be gone. So don't piss them off.
0: Exactly. <laughs> keep people
1: happy. Everyone wants to be happy. That's what we want.
0: Yeah, another monetizing idea is the charge per consultancy. Yeah. You can like that example I was talking about. Hey Sarah, your YouTube page sucks. <laughs> if you want I can give you a few strategies on how to work with me to manage that or
1: We get these emails from people trying to sell us SEO services and design services all the time. It seems like it's something people are doing everywhere, but I just delete them instantly. So, I mean,
0: exactly. Are you talking about spam?
1: Yeah, it's all spammy, which is why people have to make these relationships first, I guess.
0: Exactly. And then you, Here you go.
1: Yeah, <laughs> this is the solution. <laughs> this is the formula. The
0: uh-huh.
1: Yeah, that is the aha uh-huh moment. If you start cold calling people, it does feel like spam. Yeah,
0: yeah again, be a person. Yeah. yeah. So
2: if you did happen to have a one-night stand with a company and you realize that you kind of like them a bit, what are some <laughs> ways that you would recommend turning that one-night stand into a full-blown relationship? First,
0: communication. Always communicate before during and after your campaign. After is for me one of the most important ones and that mostly bloggers tend to forget.
2: So would they like require things like stats, like how the Yeah.
0: Comments following. And- do what you promise within the time frame you promise. And I proactively get in touch to explain why you didn't deliver, or why you deliver? In case you had any problems, it's always nice to comment on other platforms about these actions you do with the company. If you like the experience, show the love.
1: Actually, yeah. yeah, treat them like people, as you say. This is the the overwhelming takeaway from this episode for sure. Yeah. Say thanks for working with me.
0: Exactly. It's so obvious, but we tend to forget. I know it's the daily struggle we are into thinking and following up with numbers. I mean, uh, show them what after a time, what's the traffic you got? What are the results? What did you like? What you didn't like? If you there was something you didn't like. Highlight your success, come on, and and come up with other ideas for the future, even though you don't have it clear what you're going to do in the future. But if you like the experience, keep it up. you know, open that door, keep it open and say, oh, I might be rebranding my blog and might need... Neat- you to help me spread the voice. No, don't be afraid to ask for those things.
1: Yeah, it's a two-way street, which is something we're finding more and more working with brands is that they're they're really willing to help, especially in promotion. They'll help us promote the articles we write for them quite a lot, which gets more promotion for our blog overall, which is excellent. You know, it's a real win-win situation.
0: Exactly. Also, if you have a comments and a blog post, you're talking about a company Tell them to go on, to go in there and to answer on the company behalf. Yeah. Uh, go on with a conversation.
2: Yeah, we actually were interested because we wrote an article on travel insurance and reviewing World Nomads. And we were really interested that they had jumped in and got involved in the commenting. And I was like, oh, wow, I, I had not actually known the companies were doing that. So I thought that was very cool.
0: Super. Yeah, I think as long as it some spam or selling per se, it's great to have, to encourage the yes. conversation. No, they
2: actually, someone had asked a question and they actually went in and responded to the question to, to let them know exactly what World Nomads, what their stance was on that question. So it was in no way a sales pitch. It was very cool.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what we were saying earlier about when you've completed a campaign and following up, now if your results aren't quite as good as you'd expect them, to be or as maybe the company would have hoped for? What's the best way to sort of calm the situation and try and keep a good relationship with them even though that campaign didn't go particularly well?
0: That's a great question because there are things you can control like the quality of your blog post and things you cannot control like the traffic from your blog post to the company's webpage. So that's why you'd rather advise not to overpromise avoid that kind of situations and do promise what you can do like let's say i will do a takeover of your instagram do photos and deliver what you promise and if you do that what can go wrong you know what i mean
1: yeah as long as you put in good photos on i guess
0: exactly but yeah i mean i cannot promise i'm gonna do a video it's gonna be super professional if i'm learning how to (laughs) videotape (laughs) yeah
2: so it's that ultimate thing of under promise and over deliver every single time
0: exactly that's the way i prefer and once you negotiate and you are you can't go to bed sleep at night with with that that you have promised that's great yeah and talking about when things go wrong it happened to me quite a few times for example working with services tours or apartments of course As a company, we cannot always control the quality of the service provided provide. What I can advise is speak up when things go wrong. And the sooner you explain the situation, the better.
2: So do it at the time. So if there's something that you are not impressed with don't just bitch about it in your article actually go to them at the time and go there's like exactly like i have a dead cockroach lying in the middle of my (laughs) hotel room (laughs) that
1: that was not part of the deal
2: yeah i didn't i didn't realize that a cockroach was included as part of the package
1: (laughs) (laughs) didn't request it no
0: (laughs) yeah that's awful well let's Talk, because if you talk, chances are somebody's gonna come and gonna it's gonna kill the cockroach before it climbs to your head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope so.
0: So that's why you have to talk, not only to make the company better, but also to resolve things sooner than later.
1: Yeah and not have troubles later on, I understand. Okay, we are getting close to the end. I just wanted to ask you one other question about continuing relationships with companies. Once you're sort of in there and maybe you've done one or two campaigns or you've completed your first campaign and you want to get another one, my question is, should you start just pitching them a whole bunch of ideas or should it be more of a, you ask them exactly what they want first and then you start pitching ideas? What's the best strategy when it comes to perpetuating a relationship?
0: Go talk to them and find out what they are working on, like uh, what are their quarterly or these uh, yearly goals in matter of communication. So that way you're able to create a strategy that fits them.
2: Okay, so you just straight up go, what is it that you guys are working on in the future? Maybe we can help, you know, come up with some good ideas if we knew what you were working towards.
0: Yeah, exactly, because you don't want to waste time and you don't want to waste their time. However, if you have a great idea already online, in mind, of course, go ahead and write a them.
1: Yeah. Just oh, yeah. Just pitch it, it out. It. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, of course, I guess companies always have plans and campaigns already going regardless of what you're doing and what you're pitching. So finding out what their campaigns is is going to be the best way to come up with a really good pitch that will meet their requirements.
0: Exactly. It depends on the moment. It even depends on if it is Monday and the person you're talking to is grumpy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that happens so to Don't me. pitch
0: on a Monday. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Unless it's to a newspaper. And newspapers seem to do all their reading of pitch ideas on Mondays, it seems. That
2: Every other person. Every other company,
1: don't <laughs> talk to them on a Monday. This is because newspapers <laughs> work seven days a week, I think. So Monday doesn't mean anything to them, perhaps.
0: <laughs> it's just the weekend. <laughs>
1: Okay, we are going to have to finish up the interview, but I think finally, maybe you can tell us what you're up to for the next few months, what's going on in the sarification world.
0: Well, I'm working with a few clients in London and Barcelona. Um, now I'm working with technology bloggers and lifestyles bloggers. Ah, nice. Mm-hmm. Mostly testing telecommunication products.
1: Ah, okay. So, yeah, a bit of a shift from the travel blogging stuff.
0: I'm working with an NGO. We are fundraising for kids in Central America. Very nice. And since we have uh, volunteers, I think this is also a great opportunity to work with travel bloggers as well
2: that's fantastic is there is there anything that you can reveal is there any like a website that people can go and
0: check out Uh, of course i'm happy to tell you it's casa-allianza.org.uk
1: okay we'll stick that in the show notes for everybody yeah and if people want to come and check you out where should they go
0: certification.com
1: easy
2: nice and easy
1: all right. Well, thanks again for coming on the show, Sarah. And hopefully we'll meet up with you again at the next BEX. Thanks so much.
0: And I love your new brand. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you. We're getting some good responses from everybody out there in Twitter I think it takes a lot of courage to start again from i mean it's not from scratch but you know to move your i see you move from your facebook to a new one
1: we're trying not to get rid of the old brand completely and we're sort of trying to have two brands for a while and we're going to see how that works and then we'll try and squeeze them together
2: it's a slow change it's more yeah
1: rather than the instant we are now a new company it's just the we're transitioning through brands Mm -hmm. to see so that we don't get people going, where have they gone? I thought they were called something yeah. else and being really confused. So we'll <laughs> yeah. see how it works because we haven't done a rebrand yeah. before. So yeah, we're testing as we go.
0: I'm happy you go for it. I really like the inspirational voice behind it. The new one, the Travel Freedom podcast. Oh, good. And, yeah. And of course, if $5 is another niche. Like you said, it's... It doesn't compete. No, exactly.
1: It's sort of two different things. Although the $5 thing, we've just had enough of
0: Five dollars always,
1: always having to do the I cheapest possible thing. I want some luxury things.
0: in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. It's like cash, but yeah, uh, with his budget traveler. I mean, he's doing luxury mot- um, hotels. Um, hostels, I mean, of course, you can also evolve. Yeah,
2: he's done very well to evolve into the luxury side of it. So um, yeah, we're hoping to do a similar thing.
1: Maybe not luxury, but at least yeah, a little least bit nicer hostels. than super budget. Oh yeah, luxury hostels. Freedomly.
0: I mean, that's what we have. Freedom. Yeah, freedom <laughs> is
1: what we love. <laughs> it's the best.
0: Yeah, that's the best thing. I mean, working with travel bloggers, I realize life is not, this rat race 8 to 5 no nope. we are educated for no it's life is too short
1: yeah exactly do something that you love and you know enjoy yourself on the side at the same time exactly and drink beer
0: <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: Okay, it's almost the end of the show, so you know what time it is. Travel homework! Travel homework! Trouble homework! Exactly. So, who does your brand align with?
2: Oh, make a list of five companies that are perfect for you.
1: Yeah, which ones align perfectly with what you do already? And go out and follow them on Twitter and find out who the marketing and PR contacts are from those companies. Stalk them a little bit. Stalk them on LinkedIn, because that's a really good way to find out who it is who does the marketing for certain companies, because they normally have it as their job role. So you can search, you can search and you'll go, who is marketing for so-and-so company? And it just comes up on Google. Then you go on LinkedIn and you take a look through their profile and see what they're up to and what they're like.
2: Yeah. So start interacting with them and building relationships before you actually send that initial pitch. So start tweeting their competitions or commenting on stuff that they've been posting and just get involved and show that you have an interest in their company.
1: Yep, get on their radar. You never know. They might take a look at your blog and go, oh, these guys actually are sort of pretty well fit with what we do. And then when you do pitch and they'll go, oh, yeah, those guys. Awesome. Uh Yep. So and if you are already working with some companies or have done maybe in the last six months, send them a nice email, you know, just tell them how things have been going, what are the long-term numbers on the campaign, you know, have you had some long-term follows and stuff since they did their original campaign with you? Yeah, just keep up with them and don't lose contact with people just because the campaign's over because you never know when there's going to be another even bigger campaign.
2: Yep, and they might consider you for it.
1: Thanks for listening to the Travel Freedom Podcast.
2: Show notes and resources for this episode are waiting for you at TravelFreedomPodcast.com. So
1: join us again for Money Mondays to learn how to supercharge your online income.
2: Or for Travel Thursdays, where we will help you travel like a prince on a pauper's budget.
1: We are waiting for your comments and feedback. So tweet us at MyTravelFreedom. Or email info at TravelFreedomPodcast.com. I'm Tomo. And I'm
2: Mexi
0: Catch us again on Mondays and Thursdays on the Travel Freedom Podcast. Bye for now.
2: Bye.